It's time for your favourite movie podcast, The Paul and Griff Show. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by... Griff. And this week it is a splash of an episode. Oh, I see what you did there. You said you were going to do the splash. <laughs> oh, you said this week because we're doing the Sharp Jaws special, we were both going to be in the bath. Oh. I, I thought not, you were joking. You're not in the bath. I was in the bath. Does that count? Oh, man, this is awkward. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Uh, so we're here and we the shark special to celebrate Jaws's release. What was it? How many years ago, Griff? 40 years ago. Unbelievable. 40 years. If you were married for 40 years, you'd get some sort of a gift. Um, so we're going to be dissecting Jaws this week, as well as that. We'll be running down our top six, six shark films that isn't Jaws. Definitely isn't Jaws. Definitely isn't Jaws, because obviously that'd just be weird if that was on the list, because it'd be potentially easy. Agreed. Um, <laughs> But uh, we're going to start off like we do every week, and that is this week's news. Yes, we're going with the news. Um, start off with some upsetting news. Only released today was the death of um, Ian Holm, also known as Sir Ian Holm, Cuthbert, CBE, best known as... Probably Bilbo Baggins in Lord of the Rings, Ash in Alien, Father Vito Cornelius in The Fifth Element, Chef Skinner in Ratatouille. Uh, Ian won a 1981 BAFTA Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for his role as athletics trainer Sam Musabini in The Chariots of Fire. Uh, unfortunately, he was 88 years of age. Good uh, big loss. A very good innings. Very good um, innings. He always haunted me as Ash in Alien. That little bit where he's kind of just his head melted and yeah. (laughs) Was um, definitely a bit of a haunting. Yeah, great actor and um, a big, big loss. Not that this year we've lost many people already. Yeah, I always got um, Ash confused with like um, Bishop because they have a similar kind of milky ending, didn't they? Yeah. Alien, Alien. But um, yeah, great missed. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, and then we go on to we've had some trailers released this week. Early on this week, a few days ago, we got a trailer for a film called Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg and Christine Maloti. I thought it looks quite funny. Um, it's like an updated. Uh, kind of Groundhog Day on acid, kind of. Yeah, the, the, and... it seems to be the the norm for these kind of films now. They're getting more often. And the, the, the thing that I like that makes it um, different to Groundhog Day is um, the fact that two people seem to be involved. Obviously, you've got, you know, both cast members are reliving it. So reliving the same day experience, but someone else is part of the same day experience. It puts a whole sort of unique twist on it. That it's not just the same person and you're the person on the journey with them. You've now got actually someone physically on the journey with them where they can't get out this day. And um, 
I think it's going to be quite funny. Oh, but yeah, definitely. It, it looks like from me, from what I get from the trailer, that Andy Sandberg has already been living this day over and over again, yeah. and he he knows that he doesn't know the rules, but he knows how it works. Whereas someone's followed him into it, and she's all new to it. Where he's just like, look, yeah, like, no matter what you do when you go to sleep, you're going to end up back here again. So that looks pretty good. It's from Hulu, so I don't know if it's another one of those films that's going to be released on Hulu's own streaming channel. I'd imagine so, as they sort of make a push to sort of get themselves more recognised and compete against a lot of other streaming things. But yeah, what I noticed with this that I thought was quite good, it's probably going to throw the pattern of funny at the middle, at the start, the middle, it sort of plods along, a couple of like days, weeks, where they just go completely crazy and do loads of wild stuff. Then they're going to get to a book where it's just like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Like the vibe It's going to probably throw that pattern. So it'd be interesting. And definitely um, if we are able to check it out, it'd be good to check it out. Definitely. I love Andy Sandberg, especially in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So that should be um, good. It's been released July 10th. I don't know if that's just in all. We don't have Hulu over here. So I'm guessing that's in America. So we'll have to see when we get it. Uh, released also was a very strange Candyman um, remake trailer. Yeah, I mean, um, I want to say a couple of months ago, but obviously I've completely lost track of where we are in this year now. It feels like a couple of months ago they released sort of the live-action trailer where they had the remix of um, Destiny's Child, Say My Name, like a very eerie version yeah, Whereas this, which um, is is incredible and, and great play, obviously, off the Candyman story. This one is it's not like a puppet show, but it's almost like a paper sort of animation of yeah. of the journey of what happened to him, uh, the horrific acts that turned him into the Candyman. And it's kind of weird because the backstory is he's really sort of he's like an anti-hero, really, because. He's kind of like, he kills a lot of people, but he's not, I don't remember him being a bad person. I'm just being tortured and coming back to sort of. I just remember being absolutely shit scared. Uh, I just remember the whole, like, don't say, uh, who's ever at midnight actually said Candyman in the mirror? Like, because you're just scared in case it's true. Christina Aguilera (laughs) when she did the midnight special. Candyman, (laughs) Candyman. Uh, it'd be weird. I don't think he even has a cameo. Um, I, I do remember. Forget his name. Yeah, but my, my thing is, man. speaking about remakes, it's everyone's excited about the nostalgia cameo. But if if you do a reboot, if you do a remake, don't do cameos because all it does is remind you how much you enjoy the original. It's one of the main reasons where Ghostbusters fucked up. If you're having all the main stars from the original Ghostbusters turn up, all it does is make you think, "Wow, I love Ghostbusters." So, it, as strange as it seems, it's, it's going to be better for it if they can keep away from it. That being said, he probably does pop up. It just hasn't been exposed yet and all this is gibberish. Yeah. But I'm a fan of, if you're going to separate, you, you have to separate. If you, if you nod too much to what was before, all it does is make people think, wow, I really enjoyed the one before. No, no I, completely, I completely agree with you. It's almost like the Shine philosophy where the whole thing with Stanley Kubrick was basically like the beginning of The Shining. It basically is where it's saying, fuck you, fuck the book. This is my take on it. And sometimes with remakes, you have to have the same attitude, rightly or wrongly. Completely agree. Uh, it's due to come out 25th of September. 
obviously, um, like we said last week, whether that will get pushed back or who knows. But at the moment, 25th, again, that's a USA date. I don't know when we're getting it over here. But um, interesting, it's been written by Jordan Peele, so that brings a bit of excitement on itself, obviously, the writer of Get Out and Us. So it makes sense though, because um, they had the similar trailer with um, the I Want Five on it, where it's a slowed yeah. down, eerie version. So that the trailers follow a very similar. I got because yeah, they had it, didn't they? Where it was just the whole way through the trailer it was just like, boom, boom. Yeah, bah. and it just kind of credits. So it's the same kind of. Um, so that's interesting. Great movie. Um, then we have a trailer for Warrior Nun. I thought it was a movie. Then I watched the trailer, so we will talk about it anyway. It's Netflix's new series. I, I can't take credit for saying it like this, but my wife said it's very like Buffy, but kind of oh. with the chosen one. I thought it had a Buffy vibe. It was, it was a modern day. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's a great shout. No, I think it's, she's on the money with that. Modern day Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she's the chosen one. She's really like, oh, have I got to do this? Uh, I must admit, the highlight of the trailer was the very last couple of lines, where it's like, fuck's given, none. Spelt like N-U-N, like the nun. (laughs) I thought, okay, you got me there. You got a smile out of me. Get the merch. Get the merch. It's coming very soon, July 2nd, and that usually is globally. We usually get it at the same time. If it's Netflix, we'll get it all in the same time. Yeah, I mean... Ten episodes. Apparently, every episode is named after a Bible verse, which relates to a subject relevant to that episode. I'll probably give the first episode a watch and see where it goes from there. Yeah, I mean, things like Buffy, Angel, they're not really something that normally appeals to me this is i don't think this is something that i'm gonna dive into like so i might give the first episode a try because i'm happy to be wrong but um I, I do think um tv series has been lacking this sort of you know sort of buffy replacement kind of level i think if it taps into that market it's, it'll do very well if it can if it can get like what buffy did very well was the um like the modern references even even at the end of um, I believe it was season one where Xander turns around after the big evil comes through the comes through the school and is like, "We're going to need a bigger boat." There was all those all those film references came out, and obviously that's very topical with what we're doing today. Jeez. If Warrior Nun can bring a little bit of cult like those kind of culture lines, where she's just a normal girl and she's gone into the the nun- nunnery and supposed to but she's actually just a normal girl. She doesn't follow all that. It'll be, that's where, where it's key. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's enjoyable. Let's see how it goes. It's only out in a couple of weeks time. And then landing today was a trailer. Oh, for deep blue sea free. Again, very topical. Um, from what I get from the trailer, um, they're blaming global warming for the sharks being very clever. Yeah, basically global warming. The sharks have evolved and they're fighting back. Yeah, that's what I get from the trailer. I definitely, I must admit, haven't seen Deep Blue Sea 2 yet. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. Obviously, people that know us from Lazy Hollywood and when we're doing that, it's, it's no stranger my love for Deep Blue Sea. Spoiler. Um, I 
been very, very sort of open about Deep Blue Sea being one of the greatest films ever created. Now, this this is carried on to this show. Nothing's changed. So Deep Blue Sea 3, um, I will be watching it. I, I don't know when. I don't know how. Um, I have Disappointment next to me, ready, if I need to grab it. But, um, yeah. There's a long to wait. 28th of July, oh, yeah. 2020. I've got Look. a funny feeling it's not going to be um, a cinema release. It'll be... I've got a funny feeling nothing's going to be a cinema release, Griff. Nothing's going to be. Very true. It's not real. The, the trailer looks all right. It's just, if you're expecting it to be something from, I, I think they're just taking the name. Like the oh, late it's, classic, it's, it's, like it's, the late it's, classic it's, sequels. Don't, don't, don't expect any kind of tie-in. Oh, they're to... going to get they're going to get diluted and worse the further it goes on. It's going to be a sci-fi exclusive probably. Like I think Deep Blue Sea 2 was. It's, it's just going to... They'll probably be a DVD release eventually, but you know, don't expect to see this in your, in your top 10 charts anytime soon. But it doesn't mean you can't have fun with it. It does not mean you can't have fun with it. If they do it right and they don't take yeah, themselves you, seriously, that's the thing you can't. it's perfect. It's so hard with films like this because... It's like if you do a normal shark film, you're trying to be Jaws. If you try and do something quirky, you know, you, you get slated for making it silly. It's a very, very, very sort of hard film to do shark films. It is, and I suppose we'll discuss that more. It's weird, isn't it? Then, very sort of, shortly. I suppose it is a sharky show. It is a very sharky show. Uh, before we get to the main event, um, just a couple of things that happened this week in... Film history. No. Um, 1992, Batman Returns was released. Great film. I think um, arguably probably best soundtrack of the all best, time. The best Batman film of the, I call them prequels, the original run of Batman movies. Is that um, Two-Face and Riddler? No, nah, it's forever. Batman Returns is Penguin and... Catwoman. Catwoman. Uh, of course you would. I just get excited because I want to sing... Um... Kiss, Kiss from a rose. rose. So if anyone oh. ever sort of mentions Batman, I just hopefully think it's that so we can do that. And that um, U2 song, which was underrated. I've got a CD song. The U2 song doesn't get announced a lot. Hold it me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. Back whilst um, the play, we'll play. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I know I'm a bit awkward. I, was, I know Batman and Robin had R. Kelly, Gotham City. Yeah, it is um, because of what's going on in Gotham City. It is awkward. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, Batman Returns was was great. Um, also, we had I suppose about two thousand nine, we had Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen released, and in two thousand fourteen, respectively, Transformers: Age of Extinction Ooh. was released. So, um, yeah, definitely kind of um, just re-released Transformers the animated movie every year. That's all people really want. Real people. I don't think we'd ever do it justice. No, I mean literally just the same film. Yeah. Put it back in the cinema. You know, I put Avatar in the cinema and uh, <laughs> Avengers six million times. Just keep putting that. I'd go. You got a ticket right here, baby. You got the touch. Even though I probably got the power. Social distancing by myself because um, no one else would be going to watch it. So I'd be safe. I'll be there. I'll there be we there. go. Well, um, I've got the, you got the touch. What film is it also from? Oh, you know what? I I do know. And that's bugging me. Go on. Uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, great film. That's great. It releases as a single, isn't it? Yes, Dirt Diggler. Yeah, so. uh, in 1977, Walt Disney's Rescuers released 
And it was the first Disney film to get a sequel. Rescue Very, um, the yeah. Chipmunks. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I always remember the rescue. Always got rescuers mixed up with Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, even though I think they were the same characters. I assume they were the same. I think they just come under a different banner name. Chip and Something danger. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pretend I don't know the words. Um, if you want to be like... Oh, I used to. No, not well enough to sing it along. If you knew it, it's really going. In yeah. a mythical... In this, this, in this week in history, in 1342... Again, very topical. Fictional character of The Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins, returns to his home at Bag End Shire Reckoning. So that's oh. very, um, that's very, very topical. This but is then, crazy how this is working out. Everything's like shark films coming out and shark themes, and you know, obviously that it's 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 weird. The Candyman, the Candyman can, the Candyman can, because Mickey would love to make the world taste good. <laughs> Maybe um. I should um, remake the Candyman trailers with one with Christian Aguilera, <laughs> Candyman, and then um, one with Fifty Cent, the Candy Shop. Oh, do it! The Candy people, Shop. People want it. They can the lolly, I do. I, I do anyway. Write oh, in, tweet us, tweet us, post us, like beg for it. You'll have to make it. I think Beg's in... a bit over the top. So just ask <laughs> if one person asks. We don't... One person asks. We're we'll, going to we'll, have to get we'll into this realm of begging. Beg me. <laughs> <laughs> in 1980, film Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi opens. Oh, blues. Um, Deep blue, see? Blue. Sharks, topical connection. Um, On not so great news, in 1994, um, O.J. Simpson was arraigned on murder, arraigned on murder of Nicole Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Who would have thought that nice guy from um, Naked Gun films? But the... I like the way you tried to put it back by saying it is a film. But that was um, what a random bit of news that was to bring that up. It, it was. It was. <laughs> I understand. It was a big bit of history. But you're treating this like Sky Sports Premier League years. That's right. <laughs> it's fucking just popping out a spin of the ashes or say, I don't know what's going on. But most importantly, most importantly, on this on, I say on this day, on this week in history, a precisely twentieth of June nineteen seventy five, Jaws was released in American cinemas. Boom boom. Boom boom. Which I think it is time now for the dissecting of Jaws. To dive deep into it. So obviously with the dissecting of Jaws, we're going to run down some figures, stats, synopsis, and everything else. A lot of stuff you might know, some bits you might not know. But it is a fantastic film. It's a film that is very near and dear to both our hearts as it pop up regularly in our top favourite films of all 
time. And I think Griff owns about 77 different versions of it. I probably watch this film at least once a year. And you know what? That's when not you, impressive when you're, flipping, when, you, when you're flipping channels, if Jaws is on, I will continue watching it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Jaws and... pops up on the UK, we have ITV. If Jaws suddenly pops up on like an ITV2 or something like that, um, it will still be trending on Twitter. Jaws is a great, I suppose, before we go, we'll do, we'll do with the information about it before we literally um, kiss it to pieces. Kiss it. Um, kiss it, I say blow it to pieces and and big it up more than it's needed. <laughs> You're going to need some bigger lips. Um, yeah, so it was released 20th of June, 1975 in America, us in the UK, had to wait until Christmas Day. I know, what a gift. You know, the best Christmas gift ever. I got you tickets to see Jaws. Never want to go in the water ever again. It is the best Christmas. Apart from that Christmas, um, got loads of Action Force toys. And my dad stayed up all night and put the stickers on, so they're ready to go. That was a good Christmas. <laughs> great Christmas. Yeah, it really was. It was a great Christmas. Or um, the other, another year, we got Silver Hawks. We didn't really know what they were, but they were really sort of cool. And, um, Silver Hawks. For those who know, oh. for an American thing, I think Silver Hawks don't think we really got them over here. But um, yeah, sorry. Go on. So. Sorry, Christmas Day. No, that's yours. great. Um, it had a budget of $7 million, which um, just going to be a little bit that it went over budget massively. Do you know why? <laughs> because the, swimming, the shark won't bloody work. The swimming in the ocean is free. It went. It went from fifty-five days of scheduled shooting to one hundred and fifty-nine days of scheduled shooting, but it was all worth it because not only did it make four hundred and seventy-one million two hundred and three thousand and four measly dollars worldwide, it made just over seven million dollars in its opening weekend, meaning anything after its initial release was pure profit that's some great bit of business and it for those kind of numbers it was the first ever summer blockbuster is it too soon to do another that's making a splash joke or is it you can make a splash joke oh, they made a splash splash the cash splash uh, the cash. No, amazing numbers um it was crazy i guess it was it's, it's always been weird to me what sort of category it's in. People view it as a horror. I view it as a thriller. I view it as a thriller. I, I think um, I find it hard to have. I mean, because um, it's it's not it's a killer, but it's not a killer. No, you know, but it but it is clearly a killer because there's a kill count and multiple people die. But it, it's not it's not your you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, kind of killer killer, slasher killer. It's it's weird, but it, it does fall into horror as well. It goes horror because I suppose there is scary elements into oh, it. Oh massively scary elements. It, it just for me for me it's a thrill ride. Um and it's just it's just perfect. And I think if uh, Steven Spielberg even even kind of said himself smashed it. If he was able to do it today, he'd be able to do so much stuff, so more stuff for the shark. We only see the shark for four minutes. 
Sorry, I'm getting to trivia. I've jumped to That's quite right. a Fair few roll. steps. The shark's only on screen for four minutes. Whereas if it was a technology nowadays, the shark would be in it so much more. And I don't think it would have the magic that it has today. So that's a Godzilla. I think that's a Godzilla. <laughs> I think it's just um I want to talk into it. So we'll just we'll just go through it. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. Um before this, he did Jewel, which is a TV movie where um a, a tractor is tracing after a driver. Yeah. Obviously, he went on to become arguably one of the biggest directors of movie history with three Oscars. I probably don't need to tell you his back catalogue of stuff. I think Steven Spielberg speaks heavenly for himself. He's done all right. Um, he's done all right for himself. Uh, based on the novel by the same name of Peter Benchley, who also wrote the screenplay with Carl Gottlieb. Um, Peter all makes a cameo. He's the news reporter on the beach, um, which I thought was quite good. And also, I read that he was really against the shark blowing up and he was actually thrown off set. Oh, wow. Um, the end of it. It was, it was really against... It's his book. Didn't like the climax uh, whatsoever. Because I think in, in the book, what I, what I get to it, the characters weren't very likeable. She didn't really care about them dying. Whereas the movies kind of tried to make them likeable. Well, it's, it's, um, movies do that. It's, it's a greater sense of loss. If you, if you hate someone, you don't really care if they die. But if you start to like someone and they die, it's, it's a lot more impactful. Totally. It's just... uh, the cast is great. You've got Roy Scheider as Chief Brody. Yeah. Previously been in the Gene Hackman movie, French Connection. Went on to begrudgingly star in Jaws, Jaws 2. Uh, he did Jaws 2 to make up to Universal for walking out of the deer hunter. Um, which I thought was a great bit of information. Um, also made a cameo in The Punisher as Frank Castle's dad. Uh, Roy sadly left us in 2008 at the age of 75. Out of the three, the only person surviving, Richard Dreyfus as Hooper. Uh, Richard Dreyfus starred in American Graffiti. Uh, went on to win an Oscar for Best Actor in the Leading Role for The Goodbye Girl. Yep. He makes a great cameo in the Piranha remake at the beginning of the movie. Which I think is genius. Wouldn't do any of the other Jaws films, but he'll do the Piranha remake. Yeah, no, because um, <sighs> didn't he die in Piranha? Yeah, at the he beginning, the beginning yeah. some big lake. Yeah, and, that's um, a, yeah it's the, the remake the... though, wasn't it? The uh, Kelly Brook one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's great. Um, then you have got Robert Short as Quint. Yeah, uh, Robert that I know mainly for being in um, From Russia with Love, uh, Bond second outing. And interestingly enough, because Sean Connery was like four inches taller than him, Robert had to wear like lifts to appear more threatening to Bond, which I thought was great. Uh, Robert sadly passed away three years after Jaws was released in 1978 at the very young age of 51. Uh, I heard him and uh, Richard Dreyfus didn't really get along on set, but now Richard Dreyfus kind of admires him and kind of saw it as. Uh, just a great teacher. There was some great like stories on set where Robert Shaw would tell Dreyfus, like, I don't think you can do like 10 press ups. I can do 10 press ups. He's like, what proper press ups? He's like, yeah, I can do 20 proper press ups. And apparently he went, went to do it. He goes, he said to Roy Schneider, right, you're, you're, you're the judge, you're the, the ref and all that. He went to do it. And then <laughs> Robert Shaw apparently said to Richard Dreyfus, there's only so many people who can do proper press ups in this world. And you're not one of them. <laughs> which, I which I think is a great little piece oh so much we'll, we'll just talk before I could talk trivia all day just just the, just the love 
of the movie where I don't think we even see the shark till like forty five minutes. They don't. You get obviously the you got the infamous scene at the beginning where the the lady dies, where she sort of um, runs into the water. The guy passes out. She's in there, and um, yeah, that was the famous the making of, wasn't it? Where her screams were actually real screams of agony because the harness was jolted around so bad, didn't she break some ribs? Or that was yeah, actually really hurt. Like it was literally underwater yeah. kind of dragging her from left to and right because it was so sharp she actually broke some ribs everyone was sitting there thinking fucking hell she's amazing she's a great she's a great actress never seen anything <laughs> like it but truthfully she was legit in a lot of pain and um oh, there's just so many great bits in this film it's an absolute amazing film but it's something that transcends like bigger than a film I mean obviously um, you go Universal Used to, used to have the rides. I don't. You know, I think it's um, they've all been shut now, replaced with like Harry Potter or something. I think it's terrible. They've taken the ride down. That was my I favorite. Something, favorite something ride. should stay. Something should stay. That ride's even released in like films. Most notably, uh, I think at the end of Clerks, Clerk. No, sorry, the end of Mall Rats. They get married on the Jaws ride. In um, what I saw lately, The Wizard. Yeah, I mean, the Jaws. Oh, I mean. When I was younger, we went to Universal. That was that was my go-to ride. I went on the Jaws ride about like five or six times every time. Absolutely love that ride. It was it was my favourite. Still now, this is this is really sad to admit. I will still now watch videos of YouTube of um, people that films on the ride. It's like you're on the ride and you get to see them go around. So you sort of relive that. That was pretty good. But interesting bit. Um, you've been on the ride, haven't you? Yeah, I've been on the ride. So obviously, you know, like when you're queuing up, they show the video of the the end of near the end of the film. Yeah, and um, Quinn doesn't die in their version. I suppose it's a bit. They've gone a bit PG. He gets spat back out again, doesn't he? Gets spat back out. Again. <laughs> Do you remember? Well, I, 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 you know what? I, I, I could lie and say, yeah, I remember, but I, I went in. Cracking. What year did I go? Um, I went like two thousand. Yeah, it must be somewhere. You could probably find it. I must better find it on YouTube. Basically, as you're queuing up for the ride, they're showing clips of it, and they've got like um, someone talking. I don't think it's him. I think it's someone talking over, pretending to be him, and um, mm. basically saying, "Yeah, I got in the shark, and I did this, and the shark didn't like me, and it, it spat me straight back out." And it basically shows the footage in reverse of him like getting spat out. And it was it's, it's so pointless, but it was just I thought it's hilarious. I remember the video for the Back to the Future ride, like as you queue up, but Jaws one I, I don't remember. I just love the fact that I suppose it's how like Universal do it. Where obviously you always have someone on the ride with you talking like you're going on a tour, and they create that excitement every time. You think you must get bored telling the same story over and over again, but I suppose everyone's reactions is just a joy to watch. That's it. I mean, you you make it as big as you make it. I mean, like I said, I went round. I probably had, I would have had the same person a couple of times. I'm still sitting there like a Louis hating. I remember when the fire when it exploded, and the fire went off, and you could like feel the heat like so much like off the fire, and that is crazy. What a ride! And I'm going off the film, but it's relevant. I don't know if like the cues went down, and like you know what, like the cues are can't we're, we're no longer needing like fast pass for this ride. Obviously, the love's going. I I, I don't know what the decision. I suppose everything has to go eventually. Um, but this argument, like, Jaws has, has lasted the test of time. I, I, I'd argue, like, I know there's there's some love for, we'll mention the movies in the top six later, 
that there's never been a better shark film, and this had the te- the technology was was rubbish. I just yeah, but it's it's less is more. That, that's what it was. It was the fact it you know it was it was so dark and you didn't see the shark all the time. And you know if you pause it on the shark, the shark's actually is kind of a little bit skewiffy, but that's part of its beauty. You know, it's similar to the reasons I love the original Godzilla films. It's just there's something raw and just beautiful about they had this big mechanical shark out there in the water, rather than you know they they film it in an Olympic sized swimming pool and. We'll sort the shark out later on. Just act scared. Do you know what I mean? And exactly, people don't know their own deaths until like... the film. You know, it's something really just raw and beautiful about Jaws. And you know, as a as a kid, and things that people be like scared to get in like baths because of Jaws. And you just think and the music, the music, the, the, the iconic, the the iconic thing. Who is not like ever? Like in a swimming pool, ever bum, made bum. like the Jaws music, like bum, 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 oh, bum. and <laughs> who doesn't know it? I, I guarantee you could walk up to like most. You can hear the first two bars, yeah. the first two bars of that thing, and you know what it is. And even on the keyboard, no one really knows how to play it, but everyone's always done it. We just do the key, but two keys next to each other and go meh meh, and like you don't actually know how to play it properly, but everyone sort of does that little out of tune perfectness. It's, um, and apparently John Williams played played Spielberg the um, the sound, and he's like, "That's really funny, like, but really, what we'll be going for?" So initially, he, he Spielberg didn't like. He would die. He like would die. It. But it's it's just um, it, it makes it makes the film. Could could Jaws work today? A remake? No. Do you think it'd bomb massively? Uh, I don't think a bomb. I think people will go. Because of the name, that doesn't make it a good film. I think, like, Over, overproduced. I think we overproduced. I, I don't feel. I think even if it was done perfectly, I don't think you're going to please everyone. Uh, I, 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 I like, I like the. Again, we'll go later on with like the things that Deep Blue Sea where they've tried to do something yeah. different. Like I have, I own like twenty shark films, and like I like the thing. I like the films like The Reef where they try to do different where like there's a tsunami and they're, they're stuck in a in a supermarket and if you, with, with a shark. If Jaws was to come back, would you want a remake or a continuation? So Jaws like five or whatever. Where would you play out uh, of it? If it had to come back, I'd want a remake. A remake, fresh, fresh everything again. From the original. I don't know. I don't know. Bloody Jaws of Revenge, where the sharks like chasing after him. It gets a lot of hate. And, I didn't um, mind. It became like a family feud. Oh, I, I just it's terrible. I, I really love Jaws three, and Jaws three gets a lot of hate. But I really Jaws three gets Jaws hate three because... No, because the ending was shit. That's what people hate about Jaws three. But I was so scared because people go to these Sea World parks and all that, and I'm like, this could actually happen. I know like Jaws could happen. People do. There are shark attacks on the beach, but with Jaws three, it was just genius for like, not only do you not want to go in the water anymore, you don't want to visit these places anymore. Oh, massively. So you think like Jaws three? I think the problem where the ending was um, so fucked up is obviously it's just this kind of still, lifeless shark floating towards the screen. But people forget Jaws 3 was Jaws 3D, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first. I don't know. It wasn't the first attempt at. at so 3D, you'd, be, but you'd was... be watching it with the 3D glasses and the Jaws 
the shark, I imagine, would be sort of floating, you know, towards you. So you could see what they were going to do. They were trying. Yeah. But obviously, when they dropped the 3D, it just became Jaws 3. Because I, I, I swear, I remember renting it um, as a child or as a young adult or whatever it was. And actually got 3D glasses. I remember, I'm not on the sidetrack. I remember being around your house and bringing Piranha 3D round and it had two, <laughs> two uh, 3D glasses. That was rough. Those wasn't little it? red. And... That, was, that was rough. That's when they sort of were doing, like, did the red and blue 3D, wasn't it? Yeah, because they had that. At, at the time, that seemed to be a thing. The like whole... 3D was coming back, not the cinema wise, but DVD. Because like, they had like, a, like, 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 3D. Yeah, but every film just looked grey. It didn't really work. Yeah, they didn't like. I'm glad that they've sorted the technology out now, and obviously now you've got 3D TVs and all that. But it's like reverse 3D it, now, isn't it? Like things go into the screen when before they they wanted everything to come out of the screen. Yeah, totally. So uh, we got like I suppose a little bit a little bit of trivia. Like the license plate that Hooper removes from the shark's body. Has a number 007 on it. Oh. And there's a reference to Spielberg um, always wanting to direct a Bond film, um, which I was really surprised that they've never gone for. Oh, yeah. And obviously, the license plate, I suppose, keep going back to Deep Blue Sea. And then the license plate obviously follows on to homage to Deep Blue Sea. But I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the love of that film yeah, the license a little bit later. A little cool, Joe. Yeah. Uh, got a body count of eight. Five people, one dog, two sharks. Um, I think that's decent. I think it's a decent amount. Yeah, I, I just uh, I know I, I love Scream, and Scream always says the rules, and Scream too. That like the body count has to be more. I don't think it has to be more. Uh, just every every sequel seems to feel like they have to take something and just magnify it. It's one of them, and it? it totally depends on a film. I mean, you have Piranha, where you had like the body count of like six billion people, and. All this, it's like it gets crazy. And in a film like a shark film, I, I believe like less is more with um, those sort of things. Because of that, if you want to like magnify that by two, does that mean okay? Before we even start the plot, what we got to do is we got to kill, we got to kill ten people. Four sharks have got to die. Yeah, and two dogs. Right, they're they're, they're the numbers I want. Make me a screenplay, and that's what you got to work with. And that seems to be like what they do but eight is a perfect number and they're spaced really evenly as well it's not like you get you get like two deaths at once it's the, the film is perfect I, I know like the word perfect gets thrown around very a lot but i no, literally but... think i wouldn't change jaws one thing even them chatting in the boat talking about stories it's got a steady pace but it, it's, it's perfect in the sense that if if someone died every time someone went in the water, it would lose it. It was it was the the jump factor that, all right, someone didn't die this time. Oh, someone died this time. Someone hasn't died. Do you know what I mean? It was that that kept it, and that's why, you know, not many deaths was um so powerful. And it was hilarious that kids actually wore a shark fin and went into the water. And I think I read the other day, like apparently, if you spot it, that the Jaws music does not play when you see that fin. So it's a clue that it isn't Jaws. But at the time, you're like, oh, my God, there's a shark fin. And then you see these kids get taken out of the pool. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just like little shit. It's trolling before trolling, isn't it? It really was. It's like, 
Uh, I love the fact that if the sharks were working properly, um, we would never have had the barrels. I think I think the barrels are an iconic um, piece of. I, I I just love the fact that they had to work with that. Oh, massively! There's just there's so many good points to this film. I mean, there really is. I mean, I, I it's one of those films where everyone listening to this show, I, I can't believe they wouldn't have heard or watched Jaws, or at least know the theme. Or it's 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 amazing. Own a t-shirt, own pajamas. Own two t-shirts, uh, two three pop vinyls, um, two DVDs, and the box. I, I do own the others because I can't have one. I have to like complete the set. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got of all of them. Sad, sad like that. It, it, it's just, it, it's just, it's just, it's just magic, and I don't think you're ever going to get that magic again. Like Jaws two was okay, but it wasn't the same without the fact that. You didn't have obviously you couldn't have had um, Quint because he's dead. Hooper not returning. It's just it's just about a chief that kind of we haven't done this at Noses, have we? I do apologise. Yeah, but I, you, you know, I, I, I will. Do it. Oh, I do, but but it's a very short and brief. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. And even him with the chalk, these fingers on the chalkboard, just just so much love and good for this film. And look, and it's influenced. Look at the poster. And apparently, the poster was a gift, so they didn't have to pay for the advertising campaign. Oh wow! That's like that's some magic. Have you seen um, any of the ones influenced? Have you ever seen Orca about the killer whale? Oh. I don't think I have. You know, that's rough. They're rough. Yeah, that's pretty rough, yeah. There's this film called Orca. It's basically like a killer whale that sort of is a bit... Do you remember Piranha as well, the original? Because obviously Piranha is, the, you know, it's a yeah. massive sort of take on this. And I think that's the only one that Spielberg sort of credited as like a decent yeah. one of the influence, didn't he? He sort of he didn't mind Piranha. But you had that weird little alien thing that never made any sense. No, you know no, it was in the. It didn't, uh, make sense. it didn't make sense, so now you don't remember. Didn't make sense. Oh, okay, but um, yeah, no, it's, there's, there's so many films influenced it. Um, Tremors, Tremors is a massive yep. one. Obviously, that was, I swear, one of their taglines was the, the jaws of the the land or something. The poster, yeah, very massively influenced with obviously them on land with the um, the, the tremor thing coming through as if similar to the jaws pose. Loads. So you got um, the Meg had um, clever, cleverly like the shark underneath, but actually the Meg eating the mouth open to eat the shark underneath it. Yeah, it, which I thought was quite clever. Yeah. I think Zombievers has got like people that, that whole like something on top. I know there's so many spoof posters as well of like Star Wars and uh, everything. It's it, it's just real, real magical. Um, I was about to tell you something, and then I literally forgot. Oh, something I wrote. I watched a documentary yesterday, and apparently Steven Spielberg used to visit the boat, the original boat, every, every year as kind of like to remember like where he came from. And then he came to the town one day, and it wasn't there. And he said, where's it gone? Because oh, that, that rust bucket. Well, we took some saws to it and chopped it all down. And he went mental. 
I like the fact that he just remembered what I thought he'd be in a museum or something like yeah, that. But I said, no, that, that rust bucket, it's a piece of like film history. Just like, yeah, we just we just tore it down, mate. Because apparently there was two boats. There was one one boat that they used, but the boat that was sinking was supposed to is like a stunt boat where it will sink and then just come back up again, like yeah. on press on the press of a button. The thing in 1975, they had something like that, and then they're filming in the middle of the ocean. That's what's wild, though. I don't think people would want to film in the ocean now. And to have clever to have a camera in the water, so literally your Jaws's eyes. Yeah, that's been you. That, that that's kind of iconic. Oh yeah, I, I just it just influenced so much magic. Um, I can't give it any more love than I possibly I probably can I probably can it's one of those films you can just talk about for ages and go round and round in circles talking about it there's so many strong things from the casting to the stories to the powerful deaths to the evil um, sort of guy who wants to open the beaches and that you know it's all just relevant can you believe it was nominated for best picture yep but Spielberg never got a nomination for Best Director. Um, I can, unfortunately. I, I, I just can't see how his genius... Like, I, I, it really puzzles me. I know he, he's over it. He's fine now. He's got his um, Oscar awards, but... Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, that is um, that's rough. Anything else you'd like to say about Jaws? I think that's pretty much it. Like if, you, if you haven't seen Jaws, I'd be very surprised. But uh, I, mean, I encourage you, if you like anything, I suppose, any kind of shot for any kind of like sea monsters, any thrillers, horrors. Basically, Jaws is the original. It's the best. Hopefully, us talking about it rekindle some good memories and if you haven't seen it recently you think you know what I really want to watch Jaws again that's the best you can get from this yeah um, moving on is now time for our top six and shockly shock shock it is the top six shark films that doesn't include Jaws because that might be number one otherwise that <laughs> would be number one spoiler so it's a bunch of ones that we've done um, shall I list the films? Go for it. We have obviously Jaws 2. We've mentioned Deep Blue Sea, 47 Meters Down, The Shallows, Open Water, and The Meg. Number six being the worst, number one being the best. Go for it. What is your number six? My number six because I felt it was drawn out, lifeless, boring waste of my life was Open Water. My number six is open water. (laughs) Very good promising. But like you say, it was very long. These people stranded. Um, I I like the idea of it. But then it was just like... It's obviously uh, based on a true story. It's um, horrific like to live that real life. But to someone almost watching a film in real time kind of like vibe, it's, it's just a lot of floating. It's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of floating and a lot of. There's only two people on camera most of the time, and then I hated the ending, where she just does a little duck dive into the water. Like I'm just gonna give up. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my number six too. Oh, what's your number five? I went for Jaws too. Ah. I went for Jaws too. That um, didn't live up to the first. Um, yeah, any magic that it had, like, was gone. It's all right, but better things have been made now. Uh, my number five was the Meg. Oh. Yeah, I know. I mean, I liked it. It was funny, but it's just a bit too bit too unbelievable and cheesy for my liking. Okay, yeah. And it just sort of is a bit like, you know, shark uh, sort of shark tornado and shark to person all that. They they know their place. They don't try and sort of be something they're not. And I felt like yeah. I felt like this tried to be something that it's not. It tried to be a serious ish film when it really couldn't be. I get you. So yeah. That's a fair argument. Thank you. What's your number four? Uh, number four is a film that I haven't seen, <laughs> but I have watched the trailer and it has intrigued me a lot to make it better than the other two, and that is The Shallows. That's very cool. Um, my number four is 47 Metres Down. Um, lets itself down by forty-seven meters. The ending, oh. the ending. Spoiler if you if you haven't seen it, but the ending where it literally never really most of the film it didn't happen. She's just got literally like um, the bends. So I went for forty-seven meters down. It's got some nice little um, spots in it and some nice minute of tension. Like gone, gone, gone. But yeah, that was my number four. Number three. Number three, we got. What are you going to do number three? Oh, I can do number three. I went for the shallows. Okay. Um, kind of, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, bit of fun where I think she holds the camera like on her own very well. Um, yeah, it's a, it was good entry into the shark um, phenomenon. Yeah, my number three was uh, forty-seven meters down. Um, yeah, disappointed with the ending. Like I said, I totally get that. Agree with that. I just really like the idea of it. I thought it was simplistic, but um, powerful. It could have been obviously better, but the idea of it I felt was um, unique. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a sequel somewhere. I don't know. If it's called Forty Eight Meters Down, <laughs> or, or Forty Seven Meters Deeper. Um, I don't know. There is a sequel um, straight to DVD, which I'll, I'll have to buy at some point. Oh. Um, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Jaws 2. You might not be a mm. fan, but I did enjoy this. I enjoy the floating helicopter scene. I, I view that as an iconic Jaws scene where the sort of helicopter lands to get the kids and it sort of bursts it. I like uh, when they're on the boats and it's sort of picking them off. It's a lot more aggressive, shark. Um it sort of teases almost like a family feud, even though you sort of don't know if it's real or not. Didn't mind the ending with the electrical wire. I, I, I don't. After this, it gets a bit, but I didn't mind this. I didn't mind it all too at all. It's a fair shout. What's your number two? There's my number two, mate. It's your turn. Oh, was it me? Number two. Sorry, my number two is the Meg. Um, it's if you see it for what it is. Jason Statham and sharks, a big mammoth shark. 
it's got some awesome action scenes. I like stuff. It's massive, like budget. Um, and I'm glad it didn't try to be kind of Jaws. It's just a yeah. I went with the Meg. Didn't try to be Jaws, but the poster is based on Jaws. The poster is out like we're going to eat Jaws. And it did. But, um, number it one, did. I think we can say we both got it because, you know, it's easy to work out. It's deep Process blue sea. Process elimination. Yeah, it's deep blue sea. Uh, deepest blue is. My head is like a shark fin. Uh, I, like I said, I've loved this film. I said people know from Lazy Hollywood days, I've never shied away from the fact that I love this film. I think LL Cool J does well. I like that the sharks recognize them guns. Um, some of the scenes are extremely fast. The Samuel L. Jackson death is absolutely iconic as, as a standalone scene. Uh, arguably one of the biggest shock deaths in cinema history. Uh, massively, because it was such a sleeper film that no one really saw it coming. This was, it just really caught you off guard because you know, the big star doesn't die first. You know, you, you don't wipe out the big character early, and they did. And it was basically everything became fair game from that point. It's similar, almost like Starship Troopers. Yeah, you know, Starship Troopers was killing off so many of the big characters that you thought, "Well, nobody's fucking safe in this film. They're, they're killing everyone." And I think that's what they yeah. did with with this. It's the first film I own on DVD. A little bit trivia. And uh, on DVD, one of those little Warner Brothers um, cardboard DVD cases. Yeah, the thing with the, the Which... sort of the black bit at the side, it's sort of open and pop. Yes, yeah, same one. Yeah. I got it. I yeah. never knew what the voucher. I never knew what the thing in the middle used to be. It was almost like vouchers, vouchers like little cardboard things, ripples. It's, yeah, so it didn't exist. Um, but yeah, Deep Blue Sea's great. I always love the trivia that the sharks die. The way the sharks die in order is how the sharks die in order in Jaws. So the first the first shark dies of an explosion. Yeah. Second one dies of being electrified. I love that. It's like it paid its respect to Jaws, but did it their own way. And that scene where the sharks got um I know he was in um four and that, but he's got the, the doctor in his mouth yeah. in the thing, just coming towards the water, and you just see the, the, the glass crack. It just, to take it and just be this you underwater like factory. And the, it, the, it's like the, the story isn't believable, but it's also very believable. Yeah, it's yeah. the kind of thing where you think, do you know what? As a crazy shark film goes, it's the sort of thing that people would do experiments on sharks and it went wrong. It's not yeah. completely far fetched for them to be that intelligent, potentially, but it's, it's feasible. You know, you could work with that. So oh, most definitely. Oh, I, I encourage you if, you if you if you enjoy Jaws, you'll love this. And I think it it does enough. I think Deep Blue Sea is the closest to a Jaws. I say sequel, but uh, equal. Uh, 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 Jaws equal. closest to a, a yeah. That's not good. I know, to yeah, totally. Yeah, um, you know that spawned two sequels and um, Partridge in the Pear Tree. Yeah, so, um, tree. number six, open water. Number one, deep blue sea. We both agreed. So we know the shit, we know the good. There's your list. Everything else in the middle is a blur. But just go for those ones. Is there anything you think we've missed? But hey, what about this? Yeah, there was loads, but it was it was a tough it was a tough choice to whittle them down. People but want orca. Think, hey, people want orca. <laughs> people want people want shark tail. Um. <laughs> But yeah, 
let us know. It's more of you the first time. And you may ask, <laughs> you may ask, how can you let us know? Yeah, let, Griff, what are them social media accounts? If people want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, how do they find us on Instagram? On Instagram, you can find us at Paul and Griff Show. If people aren't into all that picture malarkey and want to get straight up to the, the text and find out what we're saying, just a couple of characters, where can they find us on Twitter? Mate, we're always a couple of characters. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at Paul and Griff Show. Oh. Oh, we, need, we, need to, we need to finish off with, with our little Portland. story. Tell the story. We'll leave you with a little story before 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 <laughs> we went on. So we used to make crazy videos. We used to we used to enjoy doing these little things. Paul had a very great camera and an artistic eye. Um, so we went looking for a shark because we, we I think we went for a thing. We were trying to reenact kind of um, movies on a budget. A budget being, um, I think we had four quid between us. True. <laughs> we went to Sainsbury's looking for a shark, like a little toy shark. The closest we got was a whale. We've got, we've got this little whale. Um, I remember filling your bath up a little bit. You have to remind me, what did we use as the red blood? Uh, food colouring. Food colouring. And I had like a big rain mat coat on. Um <laughs> Which I bought from the supermarket on the way home once. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Weird. I don't really know. It's kind of like this whale floating um, in red blood next to a toy boat. Um, we put food colour in to sort of make the water look like ocean blue. There was a boat as well, right? Because it was going towards the boat. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was meant to keep redoing it because it's keep winding up the whale. I don't really understand the point of it. And then it sort of shot up to you, and you were just there, sort of rocking like you're in the wind, going, "We're getting a bigger boat." <laughs> and we never did get a bigger boat. If this show gets 100 listens, we'll find it. Oh, well, you say you are beg for it. Oh, uh, <laughs> beg for it. Yeah, I'll we'll see if we can dig it out. Maybe one day. Who knows? You've never really got. You've really been scared. Oh, I suppose <laughs> you've never been scared to get in the bath since. But you're in the bath beginning the show. I was in the bath. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Got over your phobia. Oh, um, great shit. But yeah, listen to us on iTunes, on Anchor, on Spotify. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, like, subscribe, nice. share. Get people involved. Get yourself involved. We're an interactive show. Leave comments underneath us on Instagram or Twitter. You know, we'll read you out. You know, if you want to talk about a film, you've got a great comment about it, we'll read your comments out. We're totally all about that. This is a show by fans for fans. That's how we roll. The Paul and Griff show means friendship. That's not a tagline. That's not staying. Okay. That's not staying. It's <laughs> uh, right for the shark episode. <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.